right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. It's kind of weird to actually do this without like the live music rolling us into it. I kind of forgot how to do this. Solly here in the Kill House. TC is here uh, only because his DraftKing bet hit. He decided to join the pod no. tonight. Hello, TC. I committed hours ago. <laughs> when it looked like Sam Burns was going to be in the playoff, he committed. Hello, TC. Again, hours ago. That's the last we're going to mention of that. DJ Pie is here. Hello, DJ. Hello, guy. I just want to say congratulations, TC. Thanks. Really, really, good, cool. really, really cool stuff, man. Big Randy is calling in from Denver. Hello, Big Randy. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Love being on. Thank you. Hello. You bet. Always always great to you know get in touch with a, a loyal listener. He's been listening for over <laughs> over a year now. So. Uh, we get a ton of questions about our golf shoes. Look no further than the Moneymaker Golf Shoe from Quater by Travis Matthew. Takes your game to the next level. Versatile, athletic style. The Moneymaker delivers the tech features you need in a golf shoe with the elevated style you'll actually want to wear. Lightweight, waterproof, stain-resistant. The Moneymaker constructed with a versatile, spikeless bottom for plenty of traction no matter the course conditions. It is incredibly comfortable, if I may also add that. Not only is it Quater's best-selling golf shoe, it's available in four colorways. It includes their signature sweet spot cushioning system. You know, Picture layers of cushioning and support working together to deliver a responsive fit, lightweight, all day comfort from the first hole to the last if you don't believe us ask the winner of the charles schwab challenge sam burns there you go where's the money maker so does john rom uh two of the top ranked golfers in the world so does neil neil's got a hundred hole hike coming up i think we i gotta believe that's gonna be his, his shoe of choice it's gonna be needed for that visit quater.com today to find the money maker and other best-selling quater styles including the spiked ringer and it's recently recently released light gray and blue night colors. Use code NLU20 to get 20% off your first purchase. That's quater.com, C-U-A-T-E-R.com. Use code NLU20 to get 20% off. The ringer's awesome. We need to we need to rename it the Nugget Maker. The, okay. There we go. <laughs> Sam That's Burns. a hell of a joke to get in there, TC. Thank you for <laughs> Had that. Had to do it to Mahalo him. for that. Also should mention <laughs> Had Sam, to do it to him. Sam Burns won with the Crumbsoft X golf ball and a Rogue ST Triple Diamond Driver. Yeah, we all saw this one coming from midday, right? Sam Burns winning the winning this week, hundred percent. I was so bummed when he missed that really, really makeable birdie putt. I think on uh, 15, 14, 15. he made like a really makeable or missed a really makeable one right up the hill, and I'm like, damn it, he's gonna lose by one or two. Yeah. And sure enough, like everybody just pissed down their leg. It was crazy. It's a very weird day. I can't tell how much it was a true pissing down the leg as much as it was like the conditions got. Very, very. Br- I mean, it was easy in the beginning when the wind direction was kind of going in the in the way that was really helping on golf holes, and then everything like the greens looked like they got super baked out. Putts were wobbling all over the place. Like that pin position on seventeen, guys kept by like, almost putting off the green back to that one. That strictly has to be considered, uh, you know, from the wind conditions. But what a weird, weird day of golf. How about the bounce that Burns's ball got into eighteen, 18 to the playoff in, uh, regulation? Oh, I didn't see that, but in the playoff too. Or the play? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was crazy. It was. I mean, the ball bounced like ten feet in the air, right to on his spot. Bent greens, right to his spot, right where he wanted it. Third tour win this season for Sam Burns. Uh, this would, no matter what happened, it would have been seven wins between him and Scheffler this season alone. Are they are they going to have a field for Kapalua this year? These guys are hoarding all the wins, He's hoovering of wins. That would be a good stat to know, like what the what the least amount of 
guys qualified for Kapalua in any given season was. I mean, Cat was stacking up. True. Stuff v- and VJ ten. won ten times in 04, right? Nine. Nine times. Cat was Nine stacking them and then also not playing Kapalua, which was which is very, a tough combo. Very, very a tough sick. Combo. <laughs> Randy, what'd you think? Did you watch some golf today? I did. I did. I watched most of the whole back nine for the leaders flipped over from the Indy 500, which was a exciting finish. And uh, yeah, the goal, it's crazy, man. You turn up the wind and these guys, you know, these guys just, they don't know what to do. It's crazy. It's it's a tough golf course for the wind. I know all of them get harder with the wind, but with small greens, there's there, it just, there's nowhere to hit like a safe shot. And that's what I feel like we saw on repeat today. Like that shot into 13 today was so difficult. Yeah. It was extra gusty too. It wasn't just some sustained wind. It was gusting and then letting off. And then like, a, you know, with an hour to go, the wind kind of died and then it ramped back up towards the last little bit. One of the cool things about colonial too, I think where, you know, all of us are, are big, get the trees out of there, tree removal people, but well, I shouldn't say Most all of us, all of Randy. Us. I'm so sorry. I sh- you know that's Thank a you. number one rule of journalism. You know, just never, <laughs> never throw those all encompassing statements out there. But uh, most of us are big tree removal people, and uh, I would imagine I can't imagine how hard it has to be to to judge the gusts out on a golf course like that, where you're constantly in corridors. You're you're blocked. Then you're in it. Then you're out of it. Then you're you're kind of like 13s in that kind of hollow down there where you can't really feel anything that's going on. And then you get up to like 12 T you're in a little higher spot. It's just a, it's a, a cool piece of property that would have been exceedingly difficult <laughs> to try to navigate today. Obviously uh, I did not have the world number one. Uh, the guy who's won what four of his last nine starts, something like that, not making a birdie today. I think that's, that's about the only thing, you know, that's going to keep it from, uh, from a, a pure just beatdown from my guys, TC and Randy, I would think, as far as all these guys of this generation are disgraces. Everybody stinks. Trackman uh, golfers. Trackman golfers. speed imposters. I will say, watching Scotty at least start out, like, I, I almost turned it off because I was like, oh, he's going to win by 50. Yeah. Like, watching him come through the horseshoe. Man, Randy, how horrible is that horseshoe out there? It's It, it gets more horrible every year. <laughs> But watching him just, especially on like five, hitting the like low bullet cut driver, I'm like, yo, this guy's like playing golf out here. Like the conditions are ramping up. Like this guy's playing capital G golf. And uh, yeah, outside of a couple of, you know, eight to 10 foot comebackers, not a lot else to to really praise from our guy Scotty today. This was my, mo- the most I've seen Scotty play golf in person was this week when I watched him for a little bit Thursday and he was kind of like all over the place and I kind of had to come in and out of his group and I looked up by the end of the day, I, I forget what he shot, is three or four under for day one and I was just like, oh, oh my God, like B minus game and he gets it around in, I, I didn't make a bogey in the shot first 36 holes. Shot 66, I mean he hit a ball off uh, 11 <laughs> tee, hit the hospitality, it went over behind 12 green. <laughs> And he was just pulling stuff. It, it just did not look pretty. And, I, and on that nine holes, he shot uh, 300 par. Like, you know, just like, oh, my God. He's just, it uh, It does, pa- I, Randy, like, deep, 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 deep down. I never wanted to say this on the pod. But, like, I could, like, 1% of me could see where you're coming from on the eye test. Like, the swing just looks a little, it doesn't look very repeatable. And then in person, just the way he drops it into the slot is like, oh, it's He's actually athlete. very, very, very repeatable. How about so. the shot he hit on 13 today? Like he almost, oh, like, oh, it looks like he missed it. That it was, was not crazy. Good. That and was then not it, good. It, you know, it goes to 12 feet. <laughs> that was the preeminent grease ball. <laughs> he got some game. serious bounces down the stretch. Very, very thin to win. 
I, I don't want to take too much attention away from, I mean, this, this Scotty did not win today. He has four PGA Tour wins. You know who else has four PGA Tour wins in the last 14 months? Sam Burns. Indeed. This is absurd. I mean, it's like kind of forgotten about because, you know, he didn't, uh, did not make the Ryder Cup team. He was the 13th player on that team. And then it since then has won three times. I believe he's now considered a full on lock for the President's Cup team this year. But uh, this little stretch of golf, he's been, I mean, truly one of the best American, best players in the world period to this point proper golf courses too. Valspar twice Sanderson Farms now Colonial is Sanderson a <laughs> no disrespect to anyone that's a is big that, dick win no is that San- a big Sanderson's dick win? like a classic style okay I don't know much about, I don't know like much about real it. greens okay yeah it's not like TPC Craig Ranch or anything <laughs> he's ninth in the world now he passes Jordan Spieth which uh, feels low like you very low right it <laughs> right? kind of does I, you know what it's time to start talking about Sam Burns no, uh, his best finish in a, a major is T20 at Southern Hills a couple weeks ago. Otherwise, he's, he, his best finish is T41 at the U.S. Open in 2018. Which, again, not to keep beating on this, uh, I feel like we say this every week and definitely every week of a major and every week after a major, but, man, the, the gulf between majors and non-majors just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and I think that is represented by nothing better than, like, no disrespect to Sam Burns, no disrespect to, of course, to anyone. But it's like, man, this this doesn't really seem to get the people going, right? Like, like I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said, Solly. Like, he's won four times in the last however many months. Like, truly one of the best players in the world. And it's just, everybody's just like, oh, cool, man. Cool. Kind of feels like when <laughs> Webb Simpson was, like, be- yeah. beating it up in, like, whatever that was, 2011 or whatever. And it's just like, oh, yeah, Webb, he's killing it. Speaking of Webb. Great, great guy. Webb nice kind guy. of flashed this week. <laughs> He's back a little bit. He did. I was just going to say, though, to that point, coming a week off a major, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of guys played the Byron Nelson the week before, too, considering the proximity to Tulsa. Strength of field was 470 this week, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth best on PJ Tour this year. And I'm definitely not saying it's right. it's not a legitimate win. No, right? no, 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 like, no, no. It, it kind of almost, like, exposes the, the massive gulf between – like, go talk to any tour player or anyone who travels with the tour or anyone who covers the tour about, like, yo, put into context what Sam Burns is doing. And they're like, holy shit, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable how good this guy is. And then I just feel like, you know, you go talk to any kind of casual golf fan. It's like, oh, yeah, that Burns guy, I guess he's he's supposed to be pretty good. I don't, yeah, I don't really know. He was in the final group at, at the players on, on on Monday. Yeah. Too, and, and, you know, didn't play well, but he was in position there to – you know, have a big he's, finish. He's been in a bunch of other uh, final groups, like Genesis. Wasn't yeah. he in the final group last year? And uh, man, it's been it's been. I guess yeah. We would. I, I will actually give a little bit more credit to TC here. Like we should have seen this coming. Probably. Solid like, question for you on a on a hundred and twenty man field or whatever this is, hundred and twenty two. Uh, how does the strength of field differ from like a full field hundred and fifty six? I think I think, and this is where I, I could be wrong, but basically, like whatever would happen below between 120 and 156 wouldn't really Doesn't add really to it, anyways. It's not uh, necessarily like an average; it's just like a points thing. Like if you get the number one player in the world, I, I, let's pull out a number. Like it adds 30 points to the strength of field. You get number two, it adds 28. Blah blah okay. blah, and you add that up, and that's how you get to the the strength of field number. I 40 think. less, or you know, 35 less guys to beat to make the cut, though. Just right. like, yeah, to make the cut, and that's exactly right. And just 
clogging up the golf course and makes the like a, a 120 man field is a lot easier to win no matter who is filling the bottom of that field i'd say i heard it heard a chuckle out of radio i think it's the same thing i i heard which just, is clogging up, yeah. up the golf <laughs> which is a, a really good verb for for what, how i feel about most of professional golf speaking of which i, I, I texted a, a player i was at colonial tuesday wednesday this week and i was like yo i like this is definitely a me problem and it's me getting old and me kind of losing a little bit of touch with like college golf and younger players and corn Ferry tour. But I'm like, yo, I've never walked around a, go- a golf tournament and like seen more people with golf bags that I have never seen in my fucking life. And they're like, yeah, dude, and check it out. Like, this is a really good field. Dude. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're just out there clogging it up. Brady. <laughs> We get the plumbers out there. It was yeah, they're, they're gassy. They, they need they need to <laughs> some put some prune juice on the field, like Riley Davis. Like never heard of that guy. No, that guy's a stud, or at least he was until he. Guys, speaking of monstered that one out, out of bounds. <laughs> we had so much disaster. We got to talk about. Speaking of clogging up the golf course, can we just get out of the way? Can we talk about the fiasco that was? You know, hey, these guys play slow as shit down the stretch when the wind is going. They step off the. the like oh. you step off the ball so much, hitting the ball in the requisite time is a skill, yes, and a and an advantage, and it should be rewarded. You shouldn't be bailed out for taking as long as you possibly want on a putt if it's windy, stepping off of it, stepping off of it, stepping off of it, and then I, I don't even know where to go. Scott Stallings, I'd consider him a friend. It's not his fault. I don't blame him. It sounds like Stephen A. But man, He's this a friend. is I showered with this man. <laughs> but man, that TIO for this man. That TIO on uh, was that on twelve? On he's playing twelve. He's back behind thirteen T. Bad, bad. Yes, but also like, what would you do in this situation? We gotta get rid of TIO Com- completely. Completely. You play the ball as it lies. I I think any tournament infrastructure. Is part of the course. <laughs> Any sort of FedEx Cup big letters. Yeah. Yeah. And and that should give him pause. Do we want to put up this huge FedEx sign right here? I did see whoever you know? it was. I, I forget if it was uh, Will Knights or Porter or whoever tweeted it earlier, but someone was hitting between the two Lexuses out there. That was JT. <laughs> was it? Yeah. yeah number go. eight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not, that's seemingly not in play. There, no. There you go. If they got to, these guys. You know, if they got a route, they'll, they're totally fine. Nice tour. Nice tour, man. God, that could be a true. I didn't even think about it that way. True two birds with one stone. Maybe we get less FedEx Cup stuff out there, you know, and and we get to play a little more, you know, sank, you know, we get to protect the sanctity of the game a little bit too. Well, I mean, to, to be very clear, if they want to put like giant FedEx billboards in the middle of the fairway under Tron's proposed rule, I'm all for it. You know, but, but you got to go one extreme or the other. It's just like, in all seriousness, though, as these guys are really, really, really starting to melt down, like on on eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, like this Scott, this Stallings fiasco was going on, and it, it took what half an hour. It took a long time, and I, I, if I can meet you halfway, if <laughs> that's you, what this is all about. If you want TIO relief, the drop, the ball has got to be played in under two minutes. Like you got to get two of the spot. If you are, if you're gonna take relief. You're going to call on an official, all that. It's going to, it's got to take two minutes. And that's it's it. going to take if more not, than two minutes for the official to even get there. But it, that's, that's the, if you want the relief, if you need the official and you need relief, it should take two minutes. Otherwise, you're playing that ball as it lies. And that ball, that ball is now in play. Or you got to make the decision yourself. 
and risk not knowing the rules. Like, we need to encourage these guys to know the rules. <laughs> and I, I think we're going to get there, and I just want to keep I just want to keep building it up to it, but I want to commend all, all the young ladies who played at River Valley Golf Course <laughs> in Iowa. Uh, who We're going to get to the, the viral video that everybody saw this week, but they were playing real golf out there, and uh, the, the tour players are, are not. They're playing some bastardized, you know, simplified yeah, tell, version you, of the game you tell me what you tell me who's who's protected and who's not protected. <laughs> the iowa state is, high school you know athletics association was asking very direct very pointed questions exactly <laughs> possibly maybe impossible question almost a rhetorical question but they were asking it and i think we learned a lot about if you, these if ladies you, during during the course of of answering this question. If you did not see this, the average score uh, <laughs> uh, during the, on the 18th hole at this tournament was quadruple bogey. It was a, a, a sorry, I didn't mean to derail yeah. as it go right there. I was trying, I was trying to build a critical mass for later, but it was a uh, 280 yard par four 18th. Great, you know, sounds like a great finisher. And according to the website, four players parred the hole, uh, 280 yard par four. Four players parred the hole. 12 players bogeyed it, nine double bogeyed it, and 51 othered. <laughs> God, that's so sick. <laughs> and and then and if, if you haven't seen it, we got to tweet it out. Uh, we can't be tweeted enough times, but it's, uh, I mean, there are balls that are getting within a foot, six inches, eight inches of the cup, and then still like Degreed. turning around, <laughs> going back the way they came and, the <laughs> and rolling like 30 yards <laughs> off the green. It was what, Friday night or Saturday night? I was, I, I just, I sat there cackling for like an hour. <laughs> It was fantastic. Billy Horschel joined the conversation. He did. He did not that. a fan. Took to social media to say, uh, feel bad for these girls. Absolute joke by these officials in Iowa to embarrass <laughs> these young ladies. These officials should be banned from setting up a course in the future. This isn't an accident. They knew what they were doing when they set that whole location. I bet these <laughs> young ladies intent. handled it better than I would. Billy, I can I assure you that, that more. they handled it better than you would. Uh, so just been, one quote from a, a fan or a parent, I think. Their kids waited 45 minutes to tee off on the hole. Uh, putting took up to 30 minutes for a group. Uh, I mean, it's just abs absolute all-time, all-time awesome. stuff, all-time stuff. So, how much? Can that's we, what we were missing this week. How much can we correlate what happened with Stallings to what happened very, very, very shortly after to Mr. Harold Varner the Third? Harold Varner. Harold has nineteen. He is two under par, ten under par for the tournament, two under for the day, on the twelfth green in the final round. He you, has. You, you had him to win. And I you had were, him to win. Sally, Sally was stacking his nugs, you know, gloating already in the text thread. Not. So that's we'll revisit that mr never stops gloating he is putting from 19 feet for par to remain at 10 under par he finished the tournament at even par he proceeds to four putt makes triple flips over to 13 hits it in the water makes double they didn't even show this part pops goes ob on 14 just like uh, davis riley and then they said on the broadcast that he made quote another triple, <laughs> which was accurate. But birdie's fifteen. He yeah. makes birdie par sixteen, double seventeen, and hits it in the water on eighteen and makes bogey. Shoots forty five on the back. Does any man melt down? No, it like this guy. When he goes, he goes really hard. Beth Page PGA, yeah. one of the fastest ejections we've ever See seen. We've ever seen. What else is Riviera? There? Riviera yeah. tops it. Up. Tops it on the tenth tee. Allegedly, we still haven't seen the highlight <laughs> of that a one. Bruder film. He went ten over on seven holes with a birdie. Yes. in the midst of it. Then uh, this year at the Players, he was like six under par, 
made a triple on 17 in the opening round. He was winning the Charles Schwab Challenge when they uh, came back from COVID, shoots seven under the opening round. Next day, shoots makes a triple on the, on the opening hole. The dude is has so much Icarito in him, it's unbelievable. He melted like $1.4 million on fire today. I, I mean, you know, it's he's got crazy ball speed. I, like, I don't, I don't know how he competes on this golf course. It doesn't seem like... His kind of golf course. He's a really good ball striker, though. Yeah. Like he 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 keeps it right in front of him. Well, it seems like when he gets part, squirrely, though, it's, it's just, just it's gone. Right? I don't know what happens internally to that guy because he seems so like calm, cool, and collected through all of it every time. And man, is it just a special kind of meltdown? Is some of it just because he gets like th- his body gets through it so much. Like he's got so much turn, like full turn, and there's just like I would think that'd be better under pressure. And a really armsy swing? But I have no idea. It's above my pay grade. I really, I really. <laughs> Finished T27, tied with uh, Bill Haas, Ches Reavy, Webb Simpson, Taylor Gooch, Denny McCarthy, uh, Alex Smalley, and Chad Ramey. He made 56K. At one point, he was projected to win 1.5 million. God. He was tied tough. First. What a kick in the nuts. It's tough. Very tough. Um, Davis Riley ejected pretty good. Uh, still shot 69. He bounced back after that. It looked like a bad ejection at the time because he was just he went first, and then everyone else followed after that. He had his chances down the stretch. And, and he birdied 10 and 11, so he was rolling. Actually, birdied 9, 10, and 11. Yeah. So three in a row, he was rolling, and then pars 12, and then, you know, hits at OB. I mean, Burns Burns lost a drive. He hit one on 12. Yeah. the bushes and yeah. had, to, had to take it on. I, was, I, yeah. I was thinking, all right, it's over at this point for him. Like, he, he, was, he was playing really well, and then – Comes back and and you know sticks his nose right back in it and pars the last seven, but uh, or sorry, pars the last six. But man, it was just such a weird afternoon. It was, I really I'm struggling to like recap the day, if you will. But so I mean, do we want to linger on on Davis Riley a little bit, just because I feel like this. I don't have any stats to back this up, but it almost feels a little bit from that Sam Burns model of like, oh, yo, we we need to. We need to flag this. Like, this is going to happen, man. This Wait a is, second. This is going to come out shortly. Let's go back to Valspar. Remember when uh, <laughs> Davis Riley you and Sam Burns We've been know. trying to gaslight Solly for weeks <laughs> into thinking it's Riley Davis. Remember when <laughs> afterwards they were like, when Sam Burns was like, oh, yeah, me, me and him are going to have a lot of battles in our career. That's true. We made fun of we that. We made fun of that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of battles. And here they are. A couple, oh, not one. directly, but... But um, since that, second at Valspar, and then not so good, T63, and a cut uh, at Texas and Heritage. Since then, uh, T4 at the Zurich, fifth at Mexico, T9 at Byron Nelson, T13 at the PGA, and a big dick event. And what, fourth this week? Tied for fourth? Yes. Something like that? He's he, uh, he's up to 20th in the FedEx Cup. Yeah, he's, a, he's a, a very real player who... Appears to be on the come up. I don't know. I thought he went to Georgia just because he looks like he went to Georgia. <laughs> he looks like he lives at Sea Island. Uh, he actually Nobody looked to, that up. We just he assume, actually, he, we assume he lives We're going to run with that I joke think he right. lives in Mississippi. Uh, he, he actually went to Alabama as well. Uh, Davis Thompson, who did go to Georgia, he went to Georgia. Was, was in the hunt today on the Corn Ferry Tour, as well as Spencer Ralston, who also went to Georgia. They're, they're just, there's so many of these like very, very nondescript Georgia, like SEC dudes yeah. coming out. And I just I can't believe no one has even talked about the obviously you know his dad Chris Riley played on Ryder Cup teams sure. was good friends with Tiger and no that they didn't mention that one time Mike Davis is his older brother <laughs> <laughs> you know who he played with at Zurich I got you guys want to take guesses <laughs> Rick Riley 
<laughs> his <laughs> uncle Rick Riley. Wayne Wayne Riley. <laughs> Radar. Nope. You guys are close. Uh, Cam Davis. That's a good guess. Rory Sabatini. No. Who? Little Trilly. Will Zal Torres. Uh, really? Trilly Dilly. Yeah. How about that? First I'm hearing of this. I got. Uh, I kind of. I kind of thought he again. Wild stereotyping by me, but just looking at him, like, oh, that guy must hit the shit out of the ball. Like, he must be just an all-time ball striker. Data golf doesn't appear to be the case. Seems like he is a bit of a bomber. Uh, plus point nine in driving distance and plus point five in driving accuracy, and very kind of level in approach, and a very good putter. So that, listen, hitting it really far and putting it really well is that's going to add up to a good combo. That that tends to travel. Seems like without looking at it, that he has some volatility in that in that approach stat though. Like he a lot of ups and downs yeah, on that that a, strokes gained per round. That's a big average you're looking at, but yeah. he has had some some tournaments where he's clearly brought it. I got something that I I will also bet is might be the first you're hearing of this. Golf fans, Capital One's the match mm. stacked this year. Football's best quarterbacks, Brady, Rogers, Allen, and Mahomes, are going from the gridiron to the golf course. This is literally, I did not know this was coming up this week. I, I knew that this match was happening, but I did not know this. What day of the week? week? Again, I'm, I'm not quite sure on that, <laughs> but you can get it on the action with the draft. I, I, I think it's Wednesday, June 1st. Sorry to interrupt. You can. I, we were not looking to be factual with this, Randy. Come on. You can join in the action with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 on the match and get $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, I would ask you guys who, who you guys are taking, but I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the teams are exactly. Randy, do you have that information? The uh, Yes, I do. Uh, first of all, I take a little bit of issue. These are some of the NFL's best quarterbacks. Uh, I, I'm not willing to say they're, they're the best. We have the old guys. Rodgers and Brady against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Is Jackson Mahomes going to be there? You took the words out of my mouth. TC, if, the, if there's a bet for that, I'm hammering <laughs> the yes side of that. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm taking I'm taking Brady and Rodgers. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the golf excitement with the DraftKings pool. Everyone can play free for a shot at a share of $10,000 in prizes. Simply join the pool and answer questions about how everything will go down on the course and then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code NLU, bet $5 before or during the match, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's code NLU, only the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Can we just go down the leaderboard? Just with like do it early uh, i'm gonna reiterate my wait, my wait, warning gotta, and my claim from the pga you cannot just read names you need to give yes. a take very capable or, or something <laughs> or something to it's listed everywhere yeah no it's just that's the best way to go through this because otherwise there's like there's no orderly way to talk about like but this at can't some be point, just there's, you there's thinking like, out loud about yeah. things as oh, you're reading I, I, yeah I, we're I will, supposed to have done that before we show up generate some 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 conversation amongst the group first of all i do want to say with scotty he makes so many of those ten footers mm -hmm. down the stretch, mm -hmm. like like the one on seventeen that yeah you know, he probably shouldn't have had in the first place. But uh, how bad was that one on twelve though? Not good. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know how that one stayed Shout out. Shout out to the CBS camera crew on that. That was not within like two feet of the hole. Nance was like, that was not even Whoa, close. Not even close. I didn't know it was possible to get those bent greens like that firm and 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 like everybody was leaving it short. Mm -hmm. It was it was. Bizarre. Yeah. Until they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> they were going like 15 feet fast. Also, shout out to Nance for saying that the uh, some here's some highlights from the D flight of the club championship. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Um, uh, Brendan Todd. Oh, hold on. Yeah. On that point, he immediately was like begged for forgiveness. <laughs> oh, but I, of course, I have such great respect for these guys' abilities. He didn't want to like, get a call from the tour. Exactly. I was like, that was funny. I just, just let it ride. 
Brendan Todd, it is. It will never not be. I don't know if hilarious is the right word, but like seeing him keep up with the number one player in the world, it's that's incredibly entertaining to me. And I, I may be an audience of one on that one, but literally second lowest driving distance on tour, lowest ball speed on tour, like hanging, like hunting down Scotty. Birdies the first two holes to tie the number one player in the world, and hung with him all. Finishes one shot short uh, of getting in that playoff. I just. Salute to Brendan Todd, who has revitalized his career. I know it's been heavily documented. It's such a weird dude to watch play golf because he's so big. Yes, and it seems like he should be an absolute flusher, right, with everything you just listed off. It's like, oh, well, he must not hit it outside 10 feet ever. He had some absolute clankers out there, man. He had some, like, bad, bad iron shots, too. Like, man, how does this guy hang? Putting. He just makes everything. He's an insane, insane (laughs) putter. Insanely consistent. Like, usually you can be a good putter and not be consistent. Like, he doesn't miss. Like, he doesn't have bad weeks with the putter. It's incredible. Next up. (laughs) Next up. (laughs) Top five. T4. Big tone. Big tone. 67-67 on the weekend. Love that. Just came up two shots short. (laughs) 67-67 to lose by two. (laughs) This was one that you know. I feel like I uh, I flagged this weeks ago in the in the DraftKings you know plays. Big Tone had had bottomed out. He had a tough tough start to the year. Uh, since then, he's been really solid. It hasn't missed a cut since the players. You bought uh, Tone coin. I did buy the dip, man. Uh, we talked about Davis Riley. He was also T four. Scott Stallings, great week. Uh, T four, great week. Up to up sixty eight or sorry, up eleven spots in the. FedEx Cup to 57th. Yeah, just kind of hit some squirrely ones down the stretch today. He was in so many bunkers today. Like, I salute him for shooting 72 today. Like, it was, he could have shot a lot, a lot more. I don't remember how many bunkers he ended up in. I think it was somewhere in the 45 range. A, t- a take, again, after being, being onside at Colonial, bunker sand's too good oh. at, at Colonial. Even even with hickory I, clubs, you can get out of it. It's, it's, crazy. it's way too uh, well manicured, and to, it's not a penalty. They're for some these of the guys. best bunkers I've ever seen. Yes, and people like them too much because because they're easy to hit out of. And Southern Hills was it truly opened my opened my mind up in that regard. Like, well, what are we doing? We're protecting these guys too much. Eighteen was a perfect example. Both those guys in that bunker on eighteen, oh, short sided, and no, there was nothing. like a like yeah. there was nothing. There Scotty was no way hit. that they were going to make anything except for birdie or. Scotty didn't even hit a good shot. Even no. Dottie's like, oh, no, he caught that really fat. Yeah. It's like three what? feet, four feet. Hey, I got a question on Stallings. What do you guys think of the uh, the facial hair? Well, well, I don't even think I noticed. I didn't either. Oh, he's got like kind I, like, of a harsh uh, <laughs> like, yeah. mustache and, and goatee. I mean, it might for not a while, be new. I think. Yeah. You know what he reminds me of? He kind of reminds me of uh, like he should be in the movie Dodgeball and working at Globo <laughs> Gym. <laughs> Did you? I like the uh, again. Shout out to CBS. The, the kettleball, uh, yeah, ball marker was was great. <laughs> yeah, the no bull sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, I love it. Yeah. He's he's uh, you know what he was. He's always inspired when he goes to uh, Fort Worth. Exactly. From beating, you know he was yeah he was beat the shit out of the TC in the gym. <laughs> we, yeah. we we parked right near there. The media parking was <laughs> like PTSD. Was right there. I was like, God damn it! I remember this place. If you don't know, go to our YouTube channel because Scott Stallings whooped TC's ass in the gym. <laughs> TC ends up puking <laughs> during the workout. Um, hey, hey, Randy, uh, can I tell you that No Bull is the official trading apparel and footwear of the PGA Tour and PGA Tour champions? I always, always I had, get a kick out of that stuff when you see, uh, uh, like, Monaghan walking around with, like, the No Bull shoes on. That was a big You're activation. Like, what the fuck you, is that? You're maybe. like, oh, that's why, because they're like... 
An official sponsor. Maybe two months ago they announced that. That was a big, big activation. Sure. Kevin not thirsty Kevin. Get uh, T seven getting his his game sharp for the Saudi league. <laughs> that was uh his hat or his uh caddy's hat. Did you see that? All Saudi, right? Had the full on like oh, cool. Kevin had like the lapel, like yeah. don't put any words on there. Let's just have the little like flower logo. Oh, the words whatever are on that there is. now. His his caddy Kenny Harms had the full on golf Saudi hat, which mm. I didn't even know they made. Randy, you got to get you one of those. Cool, uh, please. Jordan Spieth, T seven. Weird. I don't know how to feel about this. Weird, weird golfer. <laughs> just I, I watched. <laughs> I watched a lot of them this week. Following uh, for eighteen holes on on uh, was that Thursday. I, I'm even more confused about just literally everything. I mean, he's so talented. He was uh, so. <laughs> And, and so bad. He made a couple of the and best birdies so I've ever good. seen. And so bad and so good. Like, I don't understand it. None of it makes sense. I, I hope you don't have his page up right now, but I want you to guess where he ranked in uh, in certain stats this week. Okay. Where do you think he ranked in uh, approach? Uh, 12th. Like, 40th. Okay. Where do you think he ranked in strokes gained off the tee? 120-man field? Yeah. Second. 199. Third. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he drove it well. Strokes gained around the green, ninety eighth. Well, he was he was chipping well, but then he was missing all the shorties. Second, so, so I'd say yeah, chipping well and then putting probably a hundredth. Uh, well, I think it only counts the people who made the cut, yeah, but forty uh, second in putting. The, yeah, the putting and all that great. is like yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. He finished T seven. Dude, he made. <laughs> like, the, yeah, he wasn't gonna win. He made the dirtiest. <laughs> Par on three, like like one of the dirtiest approaches I've seen. Out of the rough, down the right side on the horrible horseshoe on, on, on nine, on, on three, and then no on nine. Oh, God, that horse got up so and horrible. down, <laughs> and then like and then on on seventeen, he's he's like trying to chip it in. He sends it like, you know, three or four feet by. This is on Thursday, and then just completely misses, like just gasses the putt, and it's like it just. I, I was fucking exhausted after watching him for eighteen holes. I can't imagine how he goes. About this day to day and week to week, it's like somebody is playing golf and I, and literally they're trying to make every single shot. Like I'm in the trees, like watch, watch this, I'm gonna make this. Like watch this one, I'm gonna try to make it and like probably get like like on eighteen close. on yes. on Thursday. I'm standing there and like he hits he hits a leaf or he hits a branch. Jordan, I'm just not seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> and Greller's trying to talk him off the shot, and he's like. The shot's right there, man. And, and it's he was, on me. He was clearly trying to back, like he was clearly trying to throw it in the grandstand because it came in hot. But he, <laughs> but again, he almost hit the stick. It's crazy. He's trying to make every shot. I I, I just I don't see it as sustainable. I I saw like the most <laughs> He's talented. Be too sleepy. Yeah, like the most talent. <laughs> Gonna tuck her He's out. So freaking good at golf, but it just like he has. A, I don't know. It, it was it was totally exhausting. Let me ask you this: Give you a chance to to get on a block here. Where where's that style gonna play, going for like remainder of the season? Remainder of this season? Yeah. Old Is there course. anywhere that plays Brookline? I feel like old course you get absolutely eviscerated if you miss in the wrong spots though. But I feel like he can eliminate an entire side of the golf course. Like he's not got a two way miss or anything going. He's just yeah. I still feel decent about his old course chances. Slower greens. Brookline um, should be good for him too. It feels like if people he's if, driving it that if everybody's missing greens at Brookline, like he's chipping it, yeah, really well. LACC sets up quite well for him next year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm by, like it's it's jarring to see the the, the pre shot routine in person, which he dropped it for a little bit yesterday. He a couple shots, I heard he that. just forgot. That he yeah, just yeah, didn't just, do it for a couple <laughs> holes. Like, dude, I can't keep. I can't do. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> Couple, I, I flat, flashed to it. I was expecting it to to be the pre shot routine, and he, he and then he brought it back though. He's gotten much quicker 
over the ball. Like he's got the pre-shot routine, but then as soon as he brings it back and then down, he he pulls the trigger like immediately after that. Mm-hmm. And so props to him for getting quicker, but man, it is just it's it's exhausting. It is absolutely exhausting. So I'm gonna go through the T sevens. Sure. Okay. Mito. I, I was uh, shout out. watching Mito today. I saw him make bogey or made birdie on two. He birdied one and two. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my story for the day. I cannot wait to see how this goes. And he didn't make another birdie for the rest of the day. Three three bogeys after that, 71. T7. T7, though? Great great comeback. Though. Yeah. You know who, big props. You, you know, know who else deserves a big shout-out at T7? P. P, baby. I think P, P's got to be kicking himself a little bit. He had two bogey. He, had, he bogeyed both the par fives today. That's tough. Which I hate seeing that from P. Um, on the Mito note, before we move on, I would encourage people to go. Did you guys read the Dylan DeCher's piece this week about uh, very random? But before the week, he had asked Mito, like, hey, can I shadow you for the week and just kind of, you know, interview you every day and follow you to the rental house and see what's going on? And it turned out Mito had like Was that a good week to do the that? week of his life. And so Dylan's got a bunch of cool nuggets in there hanging with, uh, you know, Joaquin and Sebastian Munoz and. Carlos Ortiz and all those guys, and it was just, uh, it was really, really cool story. So, shout out to that. Go read that on golf.com. P, uh, he's he's scrapping, man. He's up to 61st in the FedEx Cup. He's not, you know, he's playing with the deck stacked against him a little bit. You saw Lady J out there this week? We did. She was rocking Olympic gear from head to toe. I saw her before you guys got there with some of the most ignorant, like, hiking boots, like combat boots out on the putting green. Which Tactical. Was fucking awesome. She had, like, combat boots and, like, a like a leather print, like, winter jacket. Well, it was awesome. Imagine my excitement when I see her decked out in all USA and her hat. I just says, it says, two th- like it says 20 on one side, as in the year, and I don't see the other side. And I was like, wait a second. P has not been on a U.S. team it since 2020 came around conspiracy like, tell me she got like Ryder cup gear for the <laughs> Ryder cup that p didn't get selected for and i showed the picture to somebody and they're like ah no that's the olympic gear i was really disappointed i thought we were gonna have a, a true true twitter moment with that one but uh you know it doesn't get talked about enough I, I know we we bang on the the equipment and all that stuff remember when that doctor apparently told p was gonna die last year yeah that's i don't weird. remember that that's yeah wild. They're like he was like yeah I've like oh it was the vi- he had the vid right well he didn't <laughs> allegedly <laughs> legal for legal reasons we can't comment on that double pneumonia he had a double pneumonia chest infection situation <sighs> and then his lungs were not strong enough to take a commercial air like he couldn't like ride in an airplane so he had to drive from Houston to Atlanta to the Tour Championship or spoiler alert didn't play great trying to make the Ryder Cup team you guys you don't remember it you don't remember this? I remember it vaguely <laughs> I do yeah I blocked it out anyway it's ridiculous just, like that's a thing that happened that's crazy uh, <laughs> I, I too many golfers P-shot, if we can't keep up with that kind of shit there's too many golfers out he there. shot 66 66 to start the week uh there were a few guys that kind of faded <laughs> a like pre, a pre-McKenzie Hughes <laughs> Chris Kirk shot 66 67 I thought all right Chris Kirk's like gonna win this thing going away Bo Hostler 66 65 he faded pretty hard, 73-74 on the weekend. Randy, were you going to say something about P? Uh, well, <laughs> I think I know the answer, but TC, was there any diplomatic outreach to Lady J this week? Listen, I did not go to the course until a lot on Wednesday. Went over 
you know, did some hobnobbing in the equipment truck, all sorts of fun stuff. But he's getting his wedge set up done. Yeah, but I did not see Lady <laughs> J on Wednesday, and then Solly went out early Thursday, and uh, I was doing some work back at the hotel, and he's like, "Oh, Lady J's out here," and I I rushed over, and it was it was too late. <laughs> that moment, it was find her. we were too <laughs> late. A simple no would suffice. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. going to this tournament. I was going to say, can we get into it? So you guys were, were there longer than me. What was the best thing you saw on site? I just want to say that P has dropped the PXG driver now and is all of a sudden back on the planet. And that, of That's course, wild. reminded me of Bubba Watson playing putt-putt golf balls <laughs> for an entire year of his career. Again, another thing that happened. Which is wild. And, uh, it is the guy no made a million dollars, yeah. though. Um, Pete, Pete is not ha- he has a one-club deal and he doesn't with even PXG, use and he does not have a single club in the bag right now. <laughs> It's got to be. Which is incredible. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. <laughs> Truly. Uh, well, what was the best thing you guys saw? Uh, Tommy, Fleetwood, and Finno came up to me, and they said, Hey, why? Like, Tommy said, why do, you, like, why do you keep saying I stink at golf? And I said, I'm absolutely riding for you. It's these dipshits that keep it's, saying that you stink at DJ, golf. DJ, <laughs> you are the ringleader of this one. I love Tommy Ladd. He just has disappointed us in recent years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, of course, in the same boat. Yeah. Massive Tommy fan. That's why, it, that's why it stings me, you know? But, like... Guys, Randy, help me out. Like, he, oh no, he's you, been a no show. You should have been guys. like, well, Tommy, respectfully, like, why don't you ever win? Yeah, like, I, I listen, nobody would celebrate it. He more. has big dick wins. Guys. Oh god, we're not doing I, this. We're not doing this. I did float. If <laughs> I did float, one of the best nicknames I think TC's ever come up with, to Finno, <laughs> uh, when Tron <laughs> we did the whole big dick events thing. I, I oh, said no. Tron is taken to calling Tommy the rabbi because all he does is make cuts in big dick events. <laughs> Get no, get this. <laughs> Which I, I think they 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 really settled into that one. So that, that was good stuff. All right, do you have any cuts he's made? TC, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this, guys. He's missed. He's missed six. He's made seven cuts since the beginning of 2020. That, uh, okay. In in what 31 in 47 events. Uh, great week this week. T35 tied Lee Hodges, <laughs> yeah. who apparently is a PJ Tour player. We're not doing this. They, I, I love going to this event as well, Deej. It is one of the best proximity golf courses, I always say. Like, it's amazing. If you want to get to somewhere to see something, you can total like, super easily. It's just not an enormous property. The holes are – there's so much connectivity with them. I sneaky just love a weird thing. I love when tour pros have to, like, wait for, uh, yeah. like, adjacent holes to have their action because you kind of get to see a little bit of both. Like, oh, I can watch these guys tee off on 18 while these guys are getting ready to hit on 14. Uh, it's just a, it's a great tournament. It's, it's not overly crowded, so you can almost always get a great viewpoint of whatever you want to see. And the dudes just love it, man. It's just something that like doesn't come through on television. Never really did, you know, for me. And even I even ask guys, I'm like, why do, why are you playing this week? Like you're just coming off the major, like you know, you played the week major before the major and memorial next week. Yeah, and like why another major after that? Dude, I love this place. I just yeah. I, they they love it. And I think it's going to get even better with some renovation help. So it's such a like yeah, it's an easy course to walk. The locals are so freaking friendly. Fort Worth like, rules. Yeah, which you know what? Shout out to Fort Worth. I had so many people come up to me this week, like seriously, and say like, "Hey, thank you for shitting all over Dallas." The 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 American Airlines Arena. The roof was leaking the night that we flew into town. Say, I mean, say no more, right? CC, <laughs> I'm not going to take responsibility for that one. I'm not going to. Okay. Um, the Heim barbecue truck. Was uh, out Bumping. on 4T. Uh, I, I visited that a couple of times. Um, TC's there three, four times a week. They're, they're wonderful people. I would encourage everybody to support the the restaurant in Fort Worth. Yeah, it's awesome. They uh, they there's just some great great golf holes. Like I like just and they don't look like much on TV, 
but there's so much nuance and like you can hit whatever you want off these tees. You, and, uh, like seven's a good example. Nine's a good example. Seven, I mean, God, seven freaks me out. I know. Seven's it's so the best straight. In, in that, like, you've played six holes in a row, you know, minus the par three. You've played six holes in a row that are, are curving. You're thinking about shape and shots. You're thinking about, like, you're getting your dick knocked in. Blown for, it over corners yeah, and what's three, my line. Four, and, and then it's just like, here's the dead straightest hole you've ever seen in your entire life. And you can hit it's driver. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to play this one? Or you can hit, like, five iron yeah. off the tee. And then, and then uh, like, eight's going to rule when they, when they redo eight. They're going to move it down towards the creek. Nine is a really, really cool hole. It's this sneaky dog leg right with the pond in front. I don't. Not to ask you a question, you might not know the answer to, but do they own all the property up to the river? I think so. And yeah. I always wonder why they don't. Like, why is that not cleared out? Like, why is that I would river not an visible off the river though? Like, right? Ever on the golf course, it feels like. That's why I think I'm. It just I think it the complications that come with renovating this thing yeah. and uh, are just with the timeline and this tournament and how it works with grass growing season. I'm just one, like, I don't know when the last time it was yeah, renovated true. and then yeah. kind of nipped and tucked that, a little. And that's what I was going to touch on too. Is like having said all that, I agree with everything regarding the golf course. It is in massive need of a renovation. Totally. Like yeah. it, it needs a face. But the fact I mean, it's that going, it's got it. The really fact that hyped. it's as good as it is yeah. right now speaks volumes. I think like, I mean, even just going through like 10 is a, is a really, really cool little par four. 11's like, like, I stood there on 11 and watched four or five groups go by. Almost every guy hit driver off the deck. Oh, it's awesome. Into Burgers. Green. Oh, my God. That was Burgers one of the best the shots sickest. I've ever seen in yeah. person. Oh, my God. It was awesome. He was like 308 out, and he just Into the wind. pulls driver off the deck. Max pulled driver off the deck out of the rough <laughs> and hit a really good one. It, it was awesome. Uh, and then, like. 12, everybody got their face yeah, kicked yeah, in today. 12's cool as shit. 15's awesome. I know it was windy, but 9 under. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Got a uh, short golf on one of the shortest tour. courses on tour. Right? Yeah. Uh, 17's a really, really cool like penultimate hole. It's just, it's just a, it's a, like it's a grower, not a shower. Yeah. You know what? We should reiterate for for Randy and I suppose the audience as well. Some of the stuff Gil was saying to you, Solly, about putting more trees in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Randy heard that or not. I don't know if you... uh, no. No, please, please clue just me in. about Dan Jenkins saying that, you know, he always noted that this was a dark golf course. Like there was just that you're hitting shots into dark places on this. Some dark souls out here at Colonial, <laughs> if you will. And how they're actually gonna be adding trees in spots. Like that is a defining characteristic of this of this course is shaping balls through trees and things and, like and that. And they've lost a few the last couple of years. Yeah. They lost one on eighteen a couple of years ago off to the left, and they lost one on um that three. makes so much on more three sense this year, where like guys guys can basically bang it down the left with impunity over the trees, but before they had to really really snap one off. But even like we we're out there following Max Spieth and Berger on Thursday, and Max hits what looks like an absolute seed, like going right right to left in a hurry, really really like high ball flight, just you know winds working with it, hits what looks like the perfect drive, and he still ran through the fairway there. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a like you cannot fake it around there and you can't overpower the place. I'll actually tell you on the other side of this what the best thing I saw this week was. But first, Cash App is the easiest way to send, spend, and save your money. You can send or request money from friends and family when they owe you money for dinner, for bills around the house, whatever it may be, from roommates. You can invest in any stock or buy Bitcoin with just one dollar. It comes with a debit card, Cash App laser prints it. 
mails it to you, comes with free discounts on places you love called Boost. If you use referral code NOLANGUP, it gives new users $15 and Cash App sets aside $10 for each signup to go, that goes to Youth on Course. So the more people using code NOLANGUP when registering, not only are you getting a free $15, you're helping to support junior golf. Thank you to everyone that participated in the Cash App game that we played during our live shows during the PGA Championship. We shipped out a <clears throat> thousands of dollars in cash straight from Cash App. Uh, just for people coming up with very dumb things. So if you get signed up now, we'll be doing, I would imagine we're going to be doing some cash giveaways during the U.S. Open live shows uh, as well. And that was a lot of fun. So shout out to our friends at Cash App for supporting that. The best thing I saw all week was the reaction of every single person I asked when I asked, did you hear about what happened with Dylan Fratelli and Ian Poulter on the 12th hole on Thursday? Because everyone's reaction was, oh, did I? Oh, my God, did I hear about this? (laughs) Not a lot of reporting going on around this because I think it is important to have a discussion around it. It is very much a he said, he said situation. But there was a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy discussion. Hours long discussion in scoring after the round on Thursday. Uh, I am going to relay the situation as I understand it through many, many, many sources of discussion. There was an incident where Dylan Fratelli hit the hit the ball over the 12th green on Thursday into a bush. Um, he is digging around in there in the bush, and there is a thwack sound in there. And then three to four seconds later, another thwack sound, and the ball comes out. And he chips on and holes out and is marked down by whoever was keeping his card, which was Zach Johnson, uh, as a five. Signs the card, and then Ian Poulter in the group also loses his mind to say, no, 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 you whiffed at that ball. You swung. We all heard it. We all saw it. You made six on that hole. And a debate ensued for, I believe I was told, an hour and a half. Uh, Officials getting involved. Real quick pause. Yeah. Always my favorite thing about these moments is that like people just keep coming into the scoring trailer. Yes. Like the next group comes yes. in and then the next group comes in. So they either gotta like leave and keep going or people just like come into this hot situation, which always makes me laugh. Um and so the I kept waiting for something to become of it. I don't know if you know the 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 if, I don't know how the ruling actually shook out. I mean he, he kept the five on his card and that was what went into the official scoring. And I imagine among those conversations with the scoring officials, again, this is this part is conjecture. I imagine it comes with a, now you realize we're signing on this, we're okay. Any disparaging remarks you make about this player, um, you know, are consider that within the rules as you as you go forward. Because I did try to ask Mr. Poulter about what happened. He was very, very, very nice in saying that he could not talk about it. But he uh, he... <laughs> He made a face as in like, <laughs> I would love to tell you all about what is going on right now. I just can't. And say um, what you want about Poulter. Like, I don't think the guy's going to needlessly accuse someone of cheating. If, if, right. he, if he doesn't feel pretty damn good about Especially it. Especially on his way out the door, which yeah. I would assume is what will probably yeah. by the time you're listening to this podcast, you, you will know that. But the fact that he was this adamant about it and listen, he is telling other tour players about it because everyone knew about it. Every, everyone, everyone. You know what the best part is? is Dylan's lost the locker room. (laughs) You know who else is in scoring at that point? They, they went off opposite of P. P, Webb, and Colin Morikawa were, were on the other side of the course. And then, uh, I don't think who else came in. Kevin Na came in in the next group. Hitters only. Kokrak came in. Lucas Herbert, who's had some run-ins with the rules himself. 
So if anyone does have more information and would like to share it, or if we got any part of that wrong, uh, please, please, please let us know. Uh, but does sound like, you know, I guess I believe Dylan has said that, you know, it was a practice swing and it didn't count and Poulter was adamant that it would. And I, I, I hate to say I'm team Poulter on this, but it, like to your point, it doesn't seem like it's something that he would just make up or lie about. And then Dylan sat in, about. sat in player dining for the next four hours and, <laughs> and ate we made it like food. We made it like three minutes before he did it. So I, I'm proud of you for that. What? <laughs> Just like the make, cheap joke? Making the cheap joke about Dylan. It's fun. Randy? Uh, delicious. Dylan Fratelli <laughs> ended up finishing the week one shot ahead of Ian Poulter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, tied tied with Tommy Fleetwood and Lee, in the aforementioned Lee Hodges. What did they finish? T thirty five. So he yep. made forty one eight thirty two this week, and Poulter made thirty six sixty. So a couple thousand bucks maybe or so. That because the way the ties would have worked, that's probably what it cost Poulter. It was, you guys will have to yeah. see if, if if there's any chatter in uh, Roundbird this week. It's true. The South African coffee shop might be. <laughs> they might be fired up about this injustice. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Liter- you'll be the first person to know. How many fucking people do you think know what Roundbird is? Why, why, why are you throwing that out? I, I'm literally on this podcast. I was like, I didn't get that joke. Like, How many people listen to this? Why do you have to dox my coffee shop, bro? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, it's you know, it's one, you South know, African. Those jokes are, it's, it's, it's one for them, one for us, Randy. That's it. Other highlights of the week. Um, Solly, Thursday night. Oh, wow. We went out and... Uh, Solly got on the Papa Shot at a local bar in uh, right off of Sunday and Square in downtown Fort Worth. The library, I believe it is a TCU bar. It is a college bar. Just if, if anyone wants it, go ahead. Love love college bars called the library. Love love play on words. Yeah. Like uh, Do you get it? You know, Joel Joel Damon and I played a lot of skee ball, and then Solly made his way to the Papa Shot and his fourth try, which you know what to do third, this third uh, try, third try to do this on the third try after his arms were already tired, was pretty remarkable. He beat the high score on both, on both baskets. Do you think? I don't want to take anything away, but do you think it's one of those places where they reset the high score no. every day? I mean, it was it was pretty it was a pretty high score. Said the, it's been there a hundred years, <laughs> really? Yeah, hundred years. Mr. Hogan, the place open. Hundred year course <laughs> record broke. Mr. Hogan's record. They have a backup generator <laughs> to keep the score alive. Okay, that's how seriously they take this shit. They protect the game. God, that's good stuff. I'm sorry I missed it. It was yeah. pl- I've never seen word pop- got back to me so quickly though. A Papa shot that does this. It was a min- three minute long rounds. It was an endurance test. So the score was 487. Like, you know how many balls you got to make to get to 487 points? But if anyone wants it, the record's there. Um, go take a picture if you're if you're in the area. And, or, or try for or it. Or go back and go tell us it. if they reset it every day. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was a big effort. You know, I, I saw two things that were very cool on the, on the range. I tweeted a picture of this, but I think every year they've started doing this at Colonial where they have the Ben Hogan two irons and, like, persimmon drivers and the replicas of – of the clubs that he hit with the the big like trackman setup out there, they do a long drive contest. I I believe Tommy won that, or at least he yeah. late in the day. Late He's in the a day, proper player. He is. Yeah, I think he JT flew it, was second. Right, he flew at two ninety four. I think I think J uh, Fleetwood flew at two ninety four. I think JT flew at two ninety two, and I think Max flew at two ninety or two ninety one. However, modern balls. Modern ball. It's mm. it's it's kind of gets to uh, mm. you know, is it the driver? Or is it the ball? You know, it's so the ball. It's, it, it, I, Probably a combo of the two, but it's uh, you can't just change one. Yeah, I guess is what I'm saying. 
one other takeaway I had, and I'm not going to name names on this front, but um, a lot, a lot more moping, like Thursday, Friday, of guys that were just like lingering around the cut or maybe going to miss the cut. Just a lot of shots hit, not fully checked into the moment, and I am not good at this. Listen, but like a lot of like Rotella <laughs> stuff was sticking out to me in terms of like this. Just not what when the guys that are in contention on the weekend, like you just don't see them their body language like this or their self talk, anything like that. And it was just like a whoa, dude, like. Holy shit! There's a lot of moping going on right right around now, and it was it was tough to watch at times. That was that was a takeaway I had. On the flip side of that, I followed. So Berger was in that aforementioned uh, Spieth Homa Berger group, and he was he did not have his swing. And I overheard him say like to his caddy, uh, like, "Hey, like I do not have the bottom of my swing. Like I don't. I have no feeling in my hands right now." Da 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 da. That's so sick. Yeah, and he and he like like. And he's, and he takes forever on the greens. All right. So that's, let's just get that out of the way. Uh, I mean, caddy's lining him up. Like it, it, it's like, it's almost against the spirit of the rules it in my should, opinion. Rules it's, change, and yeah. then it's, it's windy out there. So he's stepping off of putts and it's, it's like kind of unbecoming. But on the flip side, I do want to say like the amount of grind and grit and, and like to be able to not only make the cut, but just keep convincing yourself that, Hey, I'm only one, you know, I'm only one swing away. And like, like Max and speed were both, hitting the ball really, really well. And I think by 11 or 12, they were each like, you know, very, very, like it was like a one or two shot difference between the two of them, which goes to show you like it's, like it's, it's so interesting going out and, you know, going out and watching a guy build around. It's crazy. I want to shout out Ricky Fowler for, A, for making the cut, shot 75 today, but was playing, you know, rather well. And then, uh, but more for his hat. He had that bucket hat on. Fire. Uh, you know, one of the coolest things I saw this week, very, very small thing, kind of a cheesy thing. I don't care. I was there Tuesday. Weather was kind of shitty. It was it was kind of rainy and gross. And Bones was out there walking the golf course by himself. Hmm. Like, two days after winning a major championship, the guy has, you know, probably walked this golf course 7,000 times. Nothing has changed. And it's just, I don't know, it was really cool seeing him, like, no fans around on the property, no other players around, no other caddies around. Just that dude, like, I'm sure he probably finds, like, I'm sure he has a very hectic life now, both with, like, the TV stuff as he dropped through that and then also just caddying for, like, a crazy high-profile player. Golf course is probably a very stressful place for him, I would imagine, uh, in in a lot of ways. And it was very cool to see him have, like, a very serene moment just uh, doing his craft. I kind of felt like the Harbaugh... Uh, you know, watching the traffic cop thing, you know, yeah. that story. Oh, of, one of the best anecdotes. Of Jim Harbaugh watching the traffic cop. I didn't know if you were going to go traffic just, cop or, or beating the shit out of everybody in dodgeball. Yeah, both. Both. <laughs> same idea. But it was very cool to just see him have like a very. What's the traffic cop thing? You never heard that? Mm-mm. It was Jim Harbaugh, right? Yeah. It was just Jim, when he was at Stanford, I believe. He was just, when he, he got, I, I don't know the full context of like where he was. I think he was on his way to practice or something. And. He ended up stopping and watching this traffic cop, this this lady who was just like absolutely handling business and just every obviously traffic coming from all directions. And she just was five steps ahead in her own head. And just he tells the story like brilliantly about like what a competent professional. And like I just sat there watching, you know, just her do her craft like because it was just absolutely amazing. And I just think about that all the time whenever I'm <laughs> watching, you know, Someone just in their element. It's, so it's you've really heard fun. the dodgeball one though, right? I don't think I have. Or no, it was it was it was laser tag. Don't know where he <laughs> when he beat up on the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went and got like a like a record number of 
of kills of, of, of like laser tag. <laughs> you know, like his his team just crushed the other team because he was. T- but it and, and it turns out it was a bunch of like like you know twelve year olds, fifteen year olds. Like some kid's birthday party or something. <laughs> Hey, what's the word? What, where was Keith Clearwater this week? I don't any, know. Any word? Couldn't get a straight answer. The streak might have ended. Which, you know what? Like, they're friends of ours, Tothy, and, you know, everybody. We got to do better with the sponsor exemptions out there, guys. Like, they, they, they get more of them than any other tournament because they're an invitational, and, like, they do less with them than any other tournament. Well, we have a guest that just called into the, the, the hotline here on the podcast to, uh, you know, we, we were just discussing, may have taken a little while on a drop earlier on here to explain himself. Mr. Scott Stallings, are you still behind the 12th green? <laughs> <laughs> I figured Tron was going to wear me out about that. <laughs> take us through, take us through that. Take us, you see the TIO, take us through the whole process. Oh, man. Well, first of all, I hit that nine iron about 200 yards. <laughs> we thought it was going to jump, but, I mean, there's a jumper, and then there's what that one did. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was a kind of an odd ruling because they had the shot link camera um, and the camera tower, and they did it as one. And normally on a shot link, you get either side. But in that instance, because the camera tower and the shot link tower were together, you didn't get either side. So then my nearest relief to get away from it was essentially in the hazard. And then through, uh, where we, then we, we, we didn't even really look at where the ball was. We just immediately trying to figure out where a relief was. Well, then we go over there and my ball is on a sprinkler head <laughs> that's right by the 13th tee. So then I drop from that, and then it ends up getting me to the other side. And then I got that huge sign <laughs> that's just randomly there. About halfway through, I thought about asking the rules official bike. I was like, can you just give me bogey and let me go to the next? <laughs> like, I, shouldn't, I, I shouldn't be back here. Like, like, can I just make five and be done? Uh, but, man, that was, I don't know what it looked like on TV, but <laughs> it was uh, – Definitely a bizarre ruling, for well, to say the least. What Patrick Reed's drop at the Farmers ruined because they they will never cut away from a drop now. Like they they document every single one as if it's a crime scene or something like that. Uh, <laughs> when you're going, so they they stayed with it the entire time. Did longest they wouldn't go uh, between commercials. But uh, all right, take us to that back nine because we watched a lot of dudes uh, make a lot of mistakes on that back nine. But tell us tell us about yeah. playing in those conditions today. My, myself included. <laughs> Man, it was like. We knew it was going to get windy. We knew that the gusts were supposed to be higher, kind of coming down that, like, you know, after about 4 o'clock, it was upwards of 30 miles an hour. And, man, you're just trying to give yourself as many opportunities to make stress-free pars as possible. And at one point, I got up and down the bunker five times in a row (laughs) from from 7 to 11. It is 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. And had that wild thing on 12 and – 13 man i don't know what it looked like on tv but i mean it's in off the left 190 to a back right pin it looked pretty easy i thought yeah i, I, don't, I don't know what <laughs> yeah, was just, going on yeah play, playing golf on tv is easy <laughs> how much firmer did the greens get as the day went along honestly not that much firmer but just the visual like i bet i don't i'm sure i'm not alone there was a bunch of ball because they the temperature they just look significantly faster than they were. So you'd get this like downhill, like running away. Like I had a good shot on 16 and had, you know, a 15 footer kind of up and over. 
and Harold like barely hit his and it went three feet by on the same line. And I leave mine short. It's like, man, it just looks, and then you get the ball rolling, kind of going downwind and, you know, kind of anything can happen. But I mean, they did an unbelievable job of setting it up. Any place that we play that's 7,000 yards at single digits under par wins, like it's a good test. And, you know, it's kind of one of those, I mean, very, few and far between on tour that you can make the cut on the number and, you know, essentially have a chance to win. And, I mean, Colonial stood the test of time. I saw the stuff you guys did with Gil as far as the renovation he's going to do. I have no doubt he's going to do a great job. Hopefully they, they don't use the same sand they did at Southern Hills. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was going to ask you about that. I was going to I was going to let you finish. But get, getting up and down five times in a row, I need to ask you, is the sand at Colonial too good and too easy to hit out of? No, man, you can get in some funky spots. I don't know if you guys saw my lie on number one. Like, I mean, you could definitely get in some stressful situations. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, the only one that was probably dicey was on uh, eight. But I was so far up on the upslope, it was fine, even though I was short-sided. But, I mean, I missed with plenty of green to miss. But, like, I'm sure y'all loved it. But those green those <laughs> bunkers at, at Southern Hills were rough, man. Like I know I couldn't we, believe we the looked, drastic. We, the stats we, were so crazy, man. It was two. You know, you guys got up and down two percent less than you do on the PGA <laughs> Tour average. It's so that's so crazy. I know, man. I like it's hard. <laughs> how Scott? How much do you do you like? How much pressure you put on yourself? Really, really step up to the plate and peak for a week like this, like being somebody that's, that's not a bomber out on tour and, and, you know, like a Harbor town or a colonial or a travelers, like how much more emphasis do you put on those events? Just knowing that, you know, Hey, this probably suits, suits my game a little bit more. I don't know. I mean, I think I hit it far enough. I mean, <laughs> uh, but farther I, than I, you, I Tron. Think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you hit it 320 this yeah. week. Like I'm not, I, I'm not dogging you, but I'm saying like you you're you're definitely not a bomb and gouge guy. Like you're, a, you know, you play well on kind of classic courses, right? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the my favorite courses we play on tour. I mean, I've had a couple chances to win here, uh, Harbor Town, not so much, but you know, I think any place that you know rewards ball striking. I was second from tee to green. Uh, you know, is some place that I, you know, try to pride myself on and put myself in opportunities. I kind of knew that going in that with the wind and kind of everything that was going on, you know, just trying to give myself as many chances as I could. But, man, towards the end, it, the gusts were out of control. I don't know what my putt looked like on 14, but it, it looked like the ball had a seizure about halfway to the hole. <laughs> I mean, we, we read it kind of inside right, and I basically almost missed it a cup left. <laughs> So, I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, at some point you start to make your best guess and, you know, kind of cross your fingers and try to hit it in between them. But, I mean, you know, they, the guys did a great job kind of getting it ready. And, uh, you know, I was happy with the, the week. Wish I could have kind of tidied up a little bit yesterday and today. But, you know, overall, a lot of positives. Scott, I wanted to ask uh, a question kind of about your, your career because it's always kind of fascinating me that, I don't want to say the good weeks come come out of nowhere, but but you have like there's a lot of you know cut cut T five cut 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 T six like they when you when you play well you play really really well and and I guess first of all like did, do you agree with that and second of all how do you kind of explain that or or how does it feel when you you get into one of those modes? Well, a little bit of I asked uh, I don't know if y'all have done anything with any stats guys, but. Hunter Stewart helps me. He probably helps five or six other guys out here. Played at Vandy, number one ever in the world, and 
Heats gave me my year-end report last year. And at the top, he's like, stop being the same person every week. Hmm. He said, you have, no, you, you have no variance. He said, you have no nuance in your game. He said, you drive it like this. You wedge it like this. You chip like this. You putt like this. And he said, you basically do that 25 weeks a year. He said, you don't have enough variance off your baseline to have the big weeks. And he said, the big weeks is what separates you from, you know, uh, outside the 100 FedEx guy to, uh, you know, a guy that has multiple ch- time chances to win throughout the course of the season. And that was kind of the goal that, you know, you were going to kind of go to the course with a pocket full of money and you were going to own the casino or you're going to be broke in five minutes. And that was kind of, and unfortunately, or, or fortunately, that's kind of the way the game is gone. You, know, you see these guys that just go and play super aggressive for four or five weeks and have multiple chances to win and have a couple top five finishes and then miss three or four cuts. Like the days of the, you know, top 25, like I just, I just think when guys get up there and get close, you're just looking for more and more opportunities like that. So that was kind of the goal for the year. And, you know, that was kind of, and, you know, now I'm, you know, the highest FedEx I've been in a while and, you'll look forward to, you know, a few more events in the season. So like procedurally, like what do you do to, to chase that a little bit? Like, like how do you, how do you become more, more high variance? A little bit of it is just, you know, look at some of your baseline stuff of what you've done, how you played certain holes and, um, you know, understanding when you can push it like nine is a perfect example at Colonial. Everyone kind of plays out of the same spot when they put the pin in the back. Like it's an awesome opportunity to hit driver up there and kind of skip something up there. Nine, by the way, we said this, me and Harold both said this in the fairway. That is the most uncomfortable 140 yard shot we play on tour from with, there's no slope or, or no like elevation. It's just like a relatively back to front green over a little bit of water from a flat fairway. I was like, I just don't see how many there. That has to be the most missed green on tour from the fairway from a, with a like a wedge or nine iron. It's just the wind's kind of coming in and out, and there's, you never have like a, a perfect club. And but a little bit of like game planning and just understanding of when you have certain pins or certain things that you know you're going to kind of tend to push it and or you know instead of just playing at the same spot every single time, you know no matter where the pin is. So it's mostly strategic, mostly. Like, you know, yeah. instead of instead of working on a certain element of your game, it's just it's just course management stuff. That's a little bit of part. course management and under, under and understanding kind of like where you kind of left, you know, a little bit of, you know, area to improve, you know, kind of throughout, you know, especially this is my 12th season. I've got a lot of data to understand, like, why I've done well in places and why I've done poor in some places. And, you know, kind of to tweak that a little bit different and like perfect example, I, I, I thought Quail Hollow was the worst course on tour that I liked, if that made sense. <laughs> like I, I, I liked it and I just never played well there. So Hunter basically built a plan for me to free me up a little bit off the tee. And I was in the second to last, I played bad on Sunday, but I was in the second to last group on Sunday, a situation where I had never been on a course like that. So, I mean, it, I didn't execute very well coming down the stretch, uh, but I was in a position where I could have done something I wouldn't have had a chance to do otherwise. So there's a lot of game planning and a lot of stuff that, you know, tries to just give you a chance to, to build off of, of what you do week in and week out and then having a couple opportunities to kind of peek throughout the schedule. Scott, I was going to ask you when you were talking about hey, that. Hey, Randy. Hey, Scott. Great. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, man. 
I may have or earlier in this podcast compared you to uh, somebody who works at Globo Gym from the uh, from the dodgeball <laughs> with your with your facial hair. I love it. We were talking last week at the majors how and talking to Max Homa specifically and just learning to be patient in those major weeks. And I I find that interesting when you were talking about you know this boomer bust mentality week to week on the on the tour. Do, do you think there's anything to you know the 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 major weeks kind of getting a lot more different than the week to week on tour. Is that something you've noticed over your career? Just how like a, a typical major week might differ from a, you know, a, a week like colonial perhaps. I don't know. It seems like at the major weeks, I mean, I was in the same wave as Justin and I mean, I know that you guys were harping on it pretty hard as well, but I mean, the, the rounds that he played in the wave that he was in, like, and like no one gave that enough credit. Like, I mean, the 67 on Thursday with all the wind and everything. I remember watching Tiger play in the morning on, on coverage, and I was like – and then you get out there on the course and you kind of get in your mind, all right, I saw him do this, I saw him do that. And then you get out there on the course and you're like, well, that's not possible right now. <laughs> like watching guys fly it on the green on number six at Southern Hills and, like, not go in the back trees <laughs> – where when we played on Thursday, you were trying to land the ball short of the green and kind of bounce it on. So I don't know if it's necessarily – it, it seems in majors, guys try to clump up. Um, it gets very similar like it did at Southern Hills. Got A lot of guys get around there and just kind of who can execute in those last three or four holes. And, I mean, it was wild to see Justin being eight back with, you know, nine or ten holes to play and, and ended up getting himself into a playoff. But – I don't think there's as much as that, but just because the major championship setup has, uh, you know, a little bit, not necessarily control of the score, but there's just, it seems to be more opportunities for guys to continually play out of the same place where that more, you know, go for broke, you're going to see a guy, you know, ship a driver in a place where everyone kind of plays from the same spot and just kind of go, hey, if it works out great, I'm going to have a chance to win. If not, you know, you know, I'll deal with it again next week. Scott, last question I think for us is what uh, what's it like playing with like I mean Harold like down the stretch today <laughs> like was he just shell shocked after after the you know the the couple of triples and the quad and all you know yeah I, I don't know if he's ever been with you guys or whatever but I I mean I can't say enough about his attitude of how he handled himself honestly I had no idea I mean it I don't know how long that drop took on twelve but it seemed like forever. Um, and I mean, he had an unbelievable drive on 12 and probably had a wedge into the green and I got done and I, I had no idea what he made. And I asked my caddy and I said, he made a seven. And honestly, you would have never hit in the water on the next hole and then got an awful break on 14 and his ball kicked right and went out of bounds. And I mean, he's handled himself great, signed autographs, did some media, did everything, but, uh, you know, you kind of get on a windy day like that, you kind of get going down a bad side. Kind of anything can happen. He got some rough breaks as well. But, I mean, <laughs> honestly, we were both just kind of <laughs> grabbing the steering wheel and hanging on for dear life. <laughs> well, thanks so much for calling in, man. With uh, We really appreciate the insight. This was, this was fantastic. And uh, safe travels yeah. home, and congrats on a great week. Awesome. Randy, is the time for the facial hair to go? I just, is it a cry for help? Do I need to grow? What do I need to do here? Like, I just need some no, insight. Like, I, no, please don't take that the wrong way. I think it's cool. I, I think you look, I think you look badass. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. Right, yeah. Well, I, 
Yeah, I know that you guys are you know the authority on a lot of unusual situations on tour. So, so if if it's a crap or help or, or something that needs to be improved on, I, no. I, I, I'm a I'm I'm mature enough. I can handle it. You going to Columbus right now, or are you going home? Yeah, yeah, my flight's delayed, so I'm just hanging out with you guys. Must be American. So. Are, you, are you flying American? Uh, one hundred percent. Hell yeah! I'm I'm a Delta guy through and through, and man, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do it. They did it to support the show tonight, so you could call in. I, I, yeah. I salute L- American for that. L- L- literally the, the the worst airline on the planet. All right, that's all the time we have for tonight, Scott. Thank you. Thoughts so and prayers, Scott. <laughs> see you, buddy. All Thank right, you. See you, guys. See you, man. See you, Scott. God, telling to his reels, huh? Uh, <laughs> how about it? Uh, I think that puts uh, puts the Schwab to bed. I think we got. Uh, I didn't know we had an hour and fifteen plus of content. No, I didn't of, either. Uh, I didn't either. That, but one last thing, I want right. to put. I'm going to stick my. I'm gonna stick my neck out. Bo Hostler, he's gonna he's gonna win one of these weeks. Yeah. I think it's I think it's coming. A lot of good three round tournaments for him, just with one really bad round yeah. that, that that cost him. But uh, field list for Live was supposed to come out on Friday. It did not. Um, allegedly, this could not be more alleged. I think I heard one player mention that uh, it uh, allegedly it's because the guys in the field at Schwab didn't want the list to come out while they were in the middle of a tournament. Uh, on a Friday afternoon or whenever that was going to come out. True, <laughs> me reaping me sowing. <laughs> yeah. No, I would love the I would love all the money. I just I don't want to answer any questions about it if possible. <laughs> Which yeah, heroic shit from from our boys. Uh, asked a couple guys who were the who are the ends officially, and and the, the consensus seems to be, and again this is this is per some guys that uh, have heard this. I don't know if it's factual, and it's there's no point in doing this because again the list will probably be out by the time we do this, but. Poulter, Westwood, Ustase, and McDowell, Nah, Sergio, were pretty much rolling off the tongue as far as Kokrak expected. Not in, allegedly. Allegedly, no Kokrak. Now I heard two different things. One that the Saudis did not meet his number, whatever that means. Which is, it's amazing. <laughs> One of the best. They, they, did, they didn't go heard. all in. Kokrak's got a number. That I mean, that <laughs> yeah. what a world. But also heard the only reason he's not going to London is he has a wedding that weekend. So. <laughs> So and he'll be at the future ones. I don't know. I I, I truly don't know. I heard uh, Harold was waiting for the OWGR stuff to get figured out. I guess, but again, we're gonna know all this by tomorrow. Hopefully, we've by. heard that the the James is it Piot or Piot yeah, Piot Piot. Yeah. Uh, he's he got offered what two million? I I don't know what he got offered, but he's on he's on the US list. USAM champ. USAM yeah. champ. Um, Chase Kepka. Uh, Chase Kepka is way in. Uh, they're offering some of the top collegiate guys 200k per event. Cool, cool, cool. Right now, I heard DJ 150 million is on the table. Now, um, that's the one that like yeah should huh? Like I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> huh? 150 million. And if then DJ's on the list tomorrow. I'll be stunned. And then there's a guy on the on the pack. Yeah, on James, the board, James Hahn put in a uh, a uh, allegedly James Hahn has put in a put in a release to play in the London event, and he's on the board of the PGA Tour. Not just on the not just on the pack on the board. On the board, one of the four player directors. He's keeping an eye out on him, man. Safest place is the Lions Den. But allegedly, he's not vaccinated, so he can't play Canada that week. And uh, so put in a release to try to play the London event, which God, was that's denied. Sick. That's, that's a, incredible. That cool, that's which I don't thing that you just described. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I don't know Thank how you. I don't you know what I, I don't know how he's going to survive over there because the entire mantra for the golf tour put is louder, get loud, golf, golf put, put louder. louder. He doesn't like loudness. I can hear you eating, hear you eating those chips, man. Yeah. <laughs> no crisps. No crisps. <laughs> no crisps out there. TC, what's gonna? I just want to know what's going to happen to your President's Cup team. That's what I was going to say, too. 
Oh, I mean, I, it all hinges. You know, I think I think Cam's probably safe. I think Leash is probably safe. I think uh, Joaquin. Uh, I don't know about Honest Abe. Uh, Nito seems like he's a safe bet to stay. Um, Who's Tazen on the team as of now? But I assume would not be. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, and then we we got all sorts of horses in the back. We got Sebastian Munoz. Yeah. We got you know, all sorts People of dogs. Kata Nakajima. You know, all sorts of guys. So wow. I'm I'm not worried. Okay, I'm not worried. Okay, Garrick Higo. Cool. If you will. <laughs> How's he done since he won? <laughs> not great. He's 161st in the FedEx Cup. Oh, it's okay. it so far though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything else on on uh, Colonial? No. Uh, no A couple of shocking miscuts. Kevin Kisner. Like I know he circles this one, like, kind of like what we were talking about with Stallings. Like he circles this one on his calendar. Stallings like well above average distance, by the way. Really? Yeah. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't want to hop in on yeah. that right I just, away. Like, I, pl- I play with him a couple times, and like he doesn't like he's, he's not like beat your ass absolutely easy. moving it. He's just like he's he's just like long. He's just like a regular tour player length. Right. To, to the not bomb and gouge thing, he's he's plus point four driving distance and minus point eight driving accuracy. Okay, he might be bomb. <laughs> I think he's like very bomb and gouge. That might be his new thing though. Being exactly. Hi- being higher variance. Uh, Team Rose missed the cut. Will Zalatoris missed the cut. JT. First streak is over. 25 starts. Really? We were laughing about, I went to dinner with Max, and we were laughing about just kind of what I was saying a a little bit on some level about the Sam Burns thing, where it's like, man, when you you have a tour player explain it to you, it makes so much more sense than like a casual fan. And that's, of course, how the Tiger cut streak is. Oh, my God. Too, right? Which, what was that, like 151 or something? 142. 142. And JT was the longest, I think, by a bit of a margin on the PJ Tour at like, 21 or 25 this was 25 or something like that yeah so yeah just like five more years man and you're you're there (laughs) which jt skipping memorial is interesting yeah he's playing before the week before majors this year um and it worked out pretty well for him the last one so he's going to be playing canada and had to call jack this week and and tell him he's not coming to memorial so Mm. jack threatened to drop out of panther national jack Jack said are you recording this phone call (laughs) (laughs) for legal reasons no florida's a florida's a uh a two-party state. Oh, gotcha. I'm I'm stoked for Canada. Uh, I think Canadian Open, uh, St. George is gonna be awesome. It's a like proper proper test. I think. Uh, one last question for you, Sally. Colin Morikawa. Any worries there? Any concerns? Bad at putting. I, I'd like to Randy. No, I'd like to direct this to Randy, who staked this block out as his boy. I mean, this is so so Morikawa. We talked about it post PGA. He, he you you admitted concern, Randy. Of course, yeah, of course, of course, of course. You know, you, you some weeks you just don't have it, and uh, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna learn from this week. We're gonna get better, and I expect him to play well, at Brookline. T forty at a, at a week where it's like, oh, this is ball strikers only, Hogan's alley, you know, shape and shots, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, a little wind gets up. T forty putting numbers. It's all putting them. Do you do you want my honest? You, you guys want me to be real for a second? Be real, be real, 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 son. son. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. My guy Colin might be a complete empty vessel. That, that's that's the number one worry I have right now. Yeah, I kind of just I, from I a see where you're coming from, from a TrackMan golfer perspective, or uh, no, not a like, not a gritty. Dude, why are you doing like NFT projects and what? Like, I, I just am very concerned. He's he's just a bit like of an ad, my a bit of an ad mule. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will say, I you know what? It might be ball striking Ricky. <laughs> yeah, that would be tough. Guys, many people are saying he hasn't won stateside since the concession. 
He's he's won a he's won a couple of big dick events. He's won DP World Championship, oh <laughs> and he won won the British Open presented by Her Majesty the Queen last year. But otherwise, he has not won since the concession. And, and I would like to issue an apology. He did ball strike the shit out of it this week, so I'll stand out in that regard. Thank you for that. Seventh, thank you, week. Randy. Can you tell us what happened with the uh, LPGA match play this week? Yeah. So as of right now, uh, it looks like. We, we we are recording before the final match has gone final, but it looks like Unhee G is going to win. She's two up through 14. Uh, or I just put the ultimate kiss of death on her. But yeah, you know, I so I watched a lot of match play this week, and I, I, I'm disappointed in, in a few things. I, I think the, the biggest thing is the spot in the calendar right now is very tough uh, for a couple of reasons. It's the week before the U.S. Women's Open, which next year that will change. The, the Women's Open is going to a new spot, so that, that should help with the field. But right now you're, you're playing the week before a major, and you're out in Las Vegas at the end of May. It's, it's so hot. And to ask these ladies to potentially play seven rounds uh, in five days the week before a major championship, it's just a really big ask. And so – you saw a lot of big names skipping on top of that, you know, Nelly Corda, some, some injuries as well, but the field, honestly, not great this year, which is a disappointment. And I'm curious what you guys think. I'm, I'm over pool play for these match play events. Like yeah. let's just oh, go God, right yeah. into a knockout format. I, I'm glad we tried pool play, but let's just go back to the knockout is, is where I fall out. I'm also getting to the point with, with this match play is kind of, rem, kind of reminds us of like, Hey, this is why like we can't have nice things because it's like the, you know, I mean, Lilia Vu has been playing great golf. Andrea Lee's a, like a promising young player. Uh, like, it, but it's just like the big names. It was like one of those Carl's bad. This fits better in the winter. Kevin Sutherland. Doesn't it? Like it, you know, it just years. fits better in the winter for both temperature and, you know, it's just a Memorial Day weekend. It, like, there's not a lot of people that are like yeah. tuning in to, to watch, like going to NBC Gold to watch it. I think you had to do today yeah. for the semifinal matches. Like, and it's supposed to be a big event for them. Too, yeah, right? it's just not. It's really not quite working for me. Well, and on top of all that, the, uh, they don't even allow real fans there. To, in order to attend the event, you have to like buy a, a fake th- like fake people three nights stay at the hotel. No, so it's like you know, it's purely put on for these VIP hotel guests and like if i'm spending any actual fans out there i'm spending that much money to stay they're like like i'm not gonna you know what i don't want to do is go watch golf when it's 150 degrees outside that's insane exactly yeah so Uh, so. it was good to see madeline play well i was gonna say low-key that might have been the best possible result for madeline yes kick ass in the in the pool play lose to what looks like it's going to be the eventual champion Get out of there a little bit early, save your legs a couple rounds, and go seven, go seven to the U.S. Six. Women's Open. Seven and six is tough. Did you have any? Sure, sure. Any, uh, uh, to my knowledge, I've never lost best seven and practices. Six. I've for never, her. I've never <laughs> lost seven and six. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about was that. Was it six and five? It was, yeah. Okay. When you found the ball after the duck hook, uh, okay. that was what, that was what sank me. Otherwise, okay. I was coming for. It. Ran out of holes. Ran out of holes. Ran out of holes. Situation. Uh, this was, gosh couple weeks on feels like a couple weeks ago now but uh earlier this week on golf channel hopefully you watched it live uh team rose and the gang <laughs> ncaa women's champions dj pie uh had a chance to talk with rose and, and uh rachel we're gonna we're gonna hear from them here shortly but god what 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 who would have thought that little little interest little content built around this all of a sudden i was glued to the ncaa women's championship how about that man what a uh what a you know w- would love to 
take credit for having some uh, you know great vision on this. I think it's it's uh, it was helped by this historically being like one of the greatest teams on the men's or women's side ever built. Uh, so that helps. But yeah, I'm with you, man. You get to know get to know the players, get to know the coaches, get to know kind of the the road and the ups and downs and ebbs and flows. And I mean, you saw me in Fort Worth glued to our phone watching the coverage in the bar i mean it was it was awesome you kept saying team rose i'm like Dude, why are you so into justin rose this week i don't <laughs> understand it and uh yeah it turns out there was a you know, of course rose Zhang won the individual title on monday as well so which i talked to her about that a little bit it's it's it, you can hear it in the interview but the the difference between i just think it's really fascinating to have a player like rose who's won basically everything she can win up until this point right other than maybe the on one right but uh, which she should have won. Which she should have won, but yeah. that's another story. Yeah. But having a player like that that's won so much individually, like have the ability to both win an individual title and play for that like team stress that everybody talks about in the same week is just a really really cool event. And I'm I'm dying to go to the NCAA's at some point, Randy. We need to make that happen. I just wish they weren't a Greyhawk every year. Like, but low key, what? Greyhawk was kind of cool coming down the stretch. I don't know what you thought, Randy. I yeah. There are reasons why I like Greyhawk, and there are reasons why I don't like Greyhawk. I mean, just got done talking about how freaking hot it is in Las Vegas for the women playing match play. I mean, it's a huge ass to have these college kids because the men are playing uh, this week. It's hot in the desert, um, so that's hard. But, yeah, I, I get having a course that's not really a home course and having a, a neutral playing field. I, I, I think I like that in theory, although some of the college courses added – some charm which i really enjoyed so i I, i'm okay with greyhawk i I, now correct me if i'm wrong though aren't they going to la quinta no they're going to la costa yeah they're going to la costa down in carlsbad which gill is going to redo gill and jim are okay do so so i will say i'm I'm excited to see that especially with gill doing work there yeah so that'll start in 2024 they go there so we we got next year and then it was it was windy for the guys today i saw a tweet from lance wrangler that Wind was blowing even harder than at Colonial. Um, Ludwig shot 71, uh, 71, 71, 71 so far. The putter is cold right now. He's playing his absolute worst golf, and he's like he's like T13 or something, T12. <laughs> Tron's angling for another uh, international team discussion. Say, I wonder if uh, he should be a captain's pick. Uh, go ahead, Rini. Sorry. No, I was just going to follow up on Stanford. You know, with the doc, we obviously – spent a lot of time profiling Rachel and, and Rose and obviously for good reason, but it was really cool to see the depth play out for Stanford and really yeah. like Brooks say Aline Crowder uh, won all three of their matches and just speaks to, you know, the, the, the talent that was on that team. And uh, I don't want to say like un, unsung heroes, but as far as like our video project, they were more unsung. So uh, just, I, I don't know. I'm like you, DJ Solly. Like it, it just was, man. I felt like I had like a really a favorite team to root for, and it was really fun watching them seal the deal and and win the championship. I, I think a lot of times a story like this, and they come up short, and it's like, ah, man, that was almost too good to be true. But uh, they they cashed it in, and it was just it was it was awesome. Sweet. Well, why don't we turn it over to uh, to Rose Zhang and Rachel Heck, and uh, we'll be back. Got a U.S. Women's Open preview coming on Tuesday, and then uh, we'll be back with Memorial and U.S. Women's Open recap this coming weekend. And the men's final rounds tomorrow. That's right. Or the uh, Monday. The final round of stroke play, and like the top 
five guys or like top, like five of the top clear like ten guys are like in the in the top five. Like it's crazy. Like the cream is rising to the top. Gordon Sargent, this kid from Vanderbilt, Chris Goderup, uh Eugenio uh Lopez Cachara, uh Patrick Welsh, Parker Cootie, like the all the all the hitters are coming out to play. William Mao, Cameron Sisk, Cole Hammer, Ludwig, all of them. So you know what I need to point out for just for the historical record. And for any college teams that, you know, Randy, we see what happens with these endowments, these athletic budgets, uh, you know, private flights, all kinds of things going on. We've made two visits to Stanford that I know of. We went there once for tour sauce. The men won the NCAA championship. We went there again for this doc and the women won the NCAA championship. So if any teams, you know, want to put a proposal together. You know, Randy, we don't spend very much money on the road. We're we're very uh, we're very low key. Find us a good right. Airbnb. We'll, we'll we'll be we'll be at your campus, staked out. If anybody's really serious about winning a national title, just just let us know. It's well, amazing, Brooke and Aline. Like they they beat the shit out of us. Yes, <laughs> they, they, they they really did. All right, fellas, we will see you back here next week and enjoy Rachel Heck and Rosang. Cheers. All right, thrilled to be joined by uh, two of our, our brand newly minted NCAA champions, a couple of individual NCAA champions, Rose Zhang and Rachel Heck. Uh, good morning. It's it's early over there for you guys. Thank you for getting up. And uh, Rachel, I know you were watching Top Gun last night. I'm sure things got rowdy late. Uh, you know, <laughs> Rose, you got all kinds of projects you got to get done. I appreciate you guys hopping on. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. I mean, yeah. It's crazy that we're here now and we're national champions. And I mean, just being able to have the team and for us to be able to do that, that's the goal we had all season and we made it. Yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. Uh, well, Rose, let me start with you. So there's a lot of people who talk about, you know, the the Ryder Cup and President's Cup and Solheim team events. You know, there's just such a different stress between playing for an individual title and playing for a team title. Uh, not many people get to do it in the same week, in the same tournament. So I want to start with you. Obviously, you won the individual title this week. Uh, what was it like coming down the stretch on, on each of those? Well, how did the how did the stress level uh, differ? And, you know, what did it feel like on the final day of the individuals versus the final day of the team, the team finals? I was on a stressful platform in both kind of scenarios coming down the stretch individually. I knew that uh, Jenny Park was coming in hot and she was really just playing really well, really steadily. So I couldn't make any more mistakes than I already had. And that was a little bit stressful on my part just because I had my game wasn't going too well that day. But coming down the stretch, I just try to stay within myself and really allowed myself to kind of uh, just play the best I could and execute. But I feel like coming into the team event or going into 17, um, that was when kind of my heart kind of started beating um, (laughs) really fast. And I really had to uh, just mentally compose myself. This point was most important and um everyone was done with their matches they were all watching and i couldn't afford to let them down so they were both pretty stressful but i feel like i couldn't have it any other way (laughs) that that uh 17th hole is really cool to watch too i haven't been wild about the you know parking the this tournament at greyhawk every year but that that pin on the back shelf on 17 was very like step up and hit a shot or or you're probably going home which was you know, kind of what you ask for in, in televised golf, I think. Rachel, 
Rose kind of mentioned this uh, coming in, like expectations. Obviously, you guys were the number one, you know, favorite coming into the season. You yourself were a defending NCAA champion. You win six times last year. You got people following you around with cameras at tournaments. You got all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff going on. What was it felt like this year? And and you know, what did it feel like to finally have that payoff? Yeah, I think that's been our biggest challenge the whole year. It's just the expectations. Um, people expected so much from us because we have such a strong team. And yeah, I think that was hard. And I think a lot of the season didn't go exactly how we wanted. Everyone expected us to win every tournament by 30. And we didn't do that. We lost to some really great teams. But I'm just so proud of the way we handled that and the way we just focus on our team. And we weren't looking at what the outside world was saying about us. We were just focused on each other and working hard for the person next to you, not working hard to please some reporter and I obviously that paid off for us I mean this is like Rose said what we worked for the whole year from day one coach like it doesn't even need to be stated we know what our goal is this year and we did that and we were talking about this before but I mean this isn't no individual win could ever compare to this nothing compares to holding up the trophy with your best friends it's just a different feeling and I I can't believe you got to experience it well, and you are uniquely qualified to talk about that, right? Winning the individual last year and and not getting the team title. I mean, what, you know, what? Take me through your your kind of mind on that that final round on uh, Wednesday. What what was that? You know, how how was it different? What was the uh, what was the feeling like out there watching everybody? Yeah. Oh my gosh, we were. I know most of us. I don't know about Rose, honestly, but the rest of us were nervous. <laughs> I mean, you wake up and you don't sleep great. Like all you can think about is like you're this close to it. You're this close to bringing home a national championship, but you got to go out one more day and grind through it. And I mean, I've never felt that before because when you're playing for an individual title, it's it's about yourself. We were joking. I was like, yeah, you come off the course. Your parents are proud of you and call it a day. <laughs> but this is about so much more than that. This is about, you know, my four best friends on the holes in front of me and behind me so you're not playing for yourself you're playing for them and I mean this applies to to both of you guys obviously but for Rose specifically since this was your your first year in college golf I mean I think there were a lot of people who said you know she's won so much already she could turn pro right now uh and I think one of the one of the things that struck me certainly spending a little bit of time with you guys and seeing the kind of behind the scenes of the program is like there there's so much more to college golf, college experience, all of that than just preparing for pro golf, right? And, and you know, assuming you agree with that, I'm curious if you can kind of assess what the last year has been like for you and, and kind of uh, almost like some of the stuff you, you would have missed out on if you would have turned pro right away and, and how you're feeling about that. It's crazy. I mean, I always knew that I wanted to come to college. It was specifically me trying to dedicate myself to play for the team. Um, to stay present every single day and know that we have this huge goal of trying to win national champions um, with the team. And I just, I literally would have missed everything if I didn't come to college. Um, I wouldn't have met the best friends I could ask for um, on the team. I've gained 10 new best friends and I've met so many amazing people. They have inspired me so much to just be better as a person uh, and as a character uh, off the golf course. And it's just amazing. The environment here um, really allows you to thrive and just kind of allow you to be 
more independent, you're away from home. And it's just, I feel like I would have really regretted not coming here in general. And I feel like people always ask me, uh, when are you going to turn pro? Why did you choose to go to college? But I think all these questions are kind of answered already. We're here and I'm um, just so happy to be here. And like Rachel said, there's no individual win that can top what we just did. After I finished my individual win this past week, I was just, oh, pretty happy, ho-hum. Like my teammates came up, we hugged, like it was cute. <laughs> but then when it came down to match play and to the team portion, I was fist pumping. I never fist pump. I'm pretty stoic on the golf course. And I was just trying to really grind through every single match, every single shot and every single hole. So when it came down to that final putt and I made it, I fist pumped. Like I never do that. <laughs> and it just shows that like, it's just so important to me um, that I'm like a part of this amazing team and I'm a part of my best friends um, kind of like success and our school's success. Well, that, that, again, that's kind of what I'm alluding to is like, that doesn't seem like something that you'd, you'd want to run away from, right? You, you only have kind of four years of, of opportunity to participate that. And you kind of hopefully have the, the rest of your life to play professional golf. I'm curious from both of your guys' perspectives. I mean, obviously you, you both have done some NIL deals and, and have had some income, you know, come in while you're in college. How does that, uh, how does that affect that decision? If, if at all. Rose probably might have a different answer than me. For me, it's just kind of bonus. I've said from the very beginning that I'm not going anywhere. And I'd say at the beginning, you know, in high school, I knew I was going to stay in college. And I think the mindset was it was for that degree to get that piece of paper at the end. But I don't know, maybe you go for the degree and stay for the people because that's not really, you know, what I'm thinking about anymore. I can't imagine leaving this team. I know when it's all over in two years, I'm going to cry my eyes out and not want to leave it. Um, but the NIL has been really cool just to know that when I do go out on tour, uh, there'll be stresses that I you know, don't have to worry about. I'll be able to travel, be able to try to get my place on tour, which is really cool to know that I can start doing that in college. Rose, what about you? Yeah, I totally agree with that, actually. I came into college, um, and this is my freshman year, and I always knew. And for us to just be able to have a little bit of money um, come in a little bit of income really allows us to kind of like just not feel as much pressure for the real world and I think it's great in general just for athletes to stay in college and for us to kind of earn a little bit of money on the sidelines but yeah I mean I feel like it's just I don't really have any kind of like four-year plan <laughs> not like Rachel. Um, I'm kind of just going along for the ride. I don't really know what I'm doing. I really just, you know, I feel like just living in the present and really having these deals allows me to kind of guide myself um, in any direction I kind of want to. And I feel like that's just such an amazing opportunity for me and Rachel to have. Everything's just going pretty, pretty swiftly. You know, I'm still going to stay at Stanford. So there's not me turning pro this year. And I'm 
all for it. And and hopefully the uh, Callaway deal or or some of the other deals allowed you to get a new bike as well because I know that was a that was a struggle. That was really funny. I heard that um, there was a GoFundMe that was proposed. <laughs> People were reaching out to bike. me on the message board, like, "Hey, how do we get this girl a new bike, man?" It sounds like that's that's really struggle. I'm like, ah, I think she's I think she's probably okay. Thank you, thank uh, you guys for reaching out. We'll be fine. If not, just walk, and I'm gonna have a car up campus. So. <laughs> We'll be good. <laughs> uh, well, just a couple more. I'll, I'll let you guys out of here. Rachel, I know uh, the spring, obviously, and, you know, a lot of people who are who are uh, listening to this probably watched the doc that we made on you guys. And and obviously, it didn't seem like there were too many uh, health issues the, the week that we were we were following you. Uh, but it sounded like shortly after that, you know, it's been a bit of a struggle this spring. I don't know if you can shed any light on that and kind of where you're at in that in that process. Yeah, it's been a really brutal spring. It started, let's see, at spring break, we played in Arizona. I wasn't feeling great, but not terrible. I played Augusta in the last day, the final round at Augusta, you know, one of the coolest days ever. I was like, all I could think about was falling asleep. I was like in Eamon's corner and I was like, how come all I want to do is just sleep right now? And I got off the course and I usually, you know, last year I stayed and watched the end. I was like, guys, I gotta go to bed. And after that, I like knew something was wrong. I did not feel well at all. And then a few days later, I tested positive for mono. And I really didn't touch a club all spring. Um, I was just in bed all day, every day. My teammates were so great. They were bringing me food. I was so bored. Oh my gosh, I was bored out of my mind. I, it's so hard to be away from the team when things are really ramping up, when postseason is starting, what we've been working for all year is actually happening. And I just have to sit there and refresh life scoring and cheer on the team. And yeah, I tried to play at regionals. I played the first round and then had to tap out and that just killed me. It's so, so hard to do. And I was pretty worried about nationals having those seven days in 100 degree weather and it was brutal for sure it was uh, health wise not the best but I think we bought out the entire CVS pharmacy Rose and I Rose is the best we were rooming together and every morning I would just wake up and like clearing out my lungs and just coughing and feeling terrible she would go to the bathroom get a warm towel like warm up towel and place it over my face and tell me to breathe into it it was so cute so everyone took care of me but um I mean if it were an individual event if I just had some individual event that week um there's no way I would have been playing but this was about more than me I wanted to grind it out for the team uh and then last question for me kind of for for both of you guys I think again a lot of the people who watched the the doc, I think, you know, obviously came away very, very impressed with both of you and, and your composure and your golf. Uh, but overwhelmingly, uh, so many people, you know, commented, remarked, emailed, messaged, whatever about uh, Coach Walker and just her poise, her coaching style, her, her you know, uh, communication skills. Just I'm curious if you guys could could shed any light on on kind of what she was like this week and then also, you know, just kind of playing for her in general. Rachel, start start with you. Yeah, I mean, she's one of the big reasons I wanted to go to Stanford. I met her, and she's just someone I looked up to. I think she's the greatest coach in college golf by far. She's so admirable. She's such a strong, independent woman. She just teaches us how to behave, how to act on and off the golf course, and she cares so much more about our lives than just our golf. I mean, no other coach in the country would have let me do RTC. That's crazy. That's out there. But she recognized that that was a passion I had and wanted me to pursue it 
we talk all the time about how there's so much more than golf and how we're at Stanford for a reason. So I just respect her so much for that. And this week, I mean, it's like she's done it. I mean, she has done it so many times before, but she just knew exactly what to say. And the team huddles every morning to keep us calm, to keep us, you know, playing for each other. She, um, I mean, we couldn't have done it without her. That's an understatement. I completely agree with that. I mean, I also came to Stanford um, because, partly because of her. I already knew that she was the most dis- um, disciplined coach. Um, she was the sweetest coach and she was just the most caring, charismatic woman that I know. And I feel like for her to be that role model for us, for her to really guide the entire team here, it's truly amazing what she can do. And not a lot of people can do that. I don't even know if, I feel like if anyone else was in her shoes, they would not be able to move this team the way she has. And I wholeheartedly believe that every single thing that she has done has just been out of care and love for the entire team and just for our well-being. She actually, um, every single person would go into her office and then we would have these long chats. And even though it may seem a little scary at first, it just it just makes the entire team environment and the coaching environment so much more uh, lively, like free and um, we just, and it's a lot more open. It's like an open space that we can just say whatever we want. And she really cares about that. She's just the one person that I'm like, there's no one that can talk her off. Like there's no one. (laughs) She is the one coach that I will always just be so admirable for. And I, I just, there's no words to describe it. But her poise on the golf course too is simply amazing. Just for her to kind of like keep that composure. It's hard for any coach to do that, first of all. And for her to be able to just have these six people on the team and um, giving us pep talks every single morning, giving us uh, meeting times like every single night. For us, she even bought us unicorn books for us to have like collective team goals and um, just you know individual goals as well. So for her to think about these little details, it really says a lot about her coaching style and it really says a lot about her i think that was one of my favorite things going through the edit process for the the doc we made is just you know we would mic her up for kind of chunks of a of a time at uh on the golf course and just how differently she knows how to manage each player right she's she's talking to you two differently than she talks to brooke differently than she talks to sadie differently than she talks to aline all these things and just knowing exactly which which buttons to push constantly is just it's it's fascinating. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's hard to think of someone that, you know, I, I've admired more from a uh, just competency perspective, just like, man, that, that person makes me feel so uh, incompetent at, at my job. Cause I have no idea what I'm doing. And, and it seems like she is just so on it with everything she does. So it's uh, I'm really glad people got to see that. Well, I will uh, I'll let you guys get back to it. I know you have a crazy busy schedule. Rose was just saying before we hopped on, she's got, what four papers do, or you got to make a video. She's got to move. She's got to get to the Curtis cup. She's got to get, I mean, 
U.S. Women's Open, not to mention. So I, I can't imagine uh, going through what you guys did the last week and then and then also going through all that stuff. So uh, I will let you get going. Uh, thank you again for joining. Thanks for everything you did with the film we made. It was a, a pure highlight, I think, for all of us, uh, not only for this year, but really since we started doing this. So great to meet you guys. And, and thank you so much for uh, making us look good by, by really closing the circle this week. <laughs> thank, thank you for making us look good. <laughs> yeah, y'all are the best. Oh, my gosh. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different?